Like if you made it so every time you asked a question on Stack Overflow, it was also a living creature that would die if it wasn't answered. I feel like that might incentivize people to. Uh, <laughs> we'll put that into our <laughs> Wow. A terrible wait, wait, no, idea. No, we, we go, let's go the Neopets route. Yeah, exactly. Right? You have your question and then we just send you an email like six months later being like, hey, your question is hungry. Yeah. Maybe come back. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Stack Overflow podcast. Just a quick reminder, today's episode is part two of our interview with community developers, Adam Lear and John Chan, We're talking about what they work on at Stack Overflow, how they get things built. If you want to hear part one that came out on Tuesday, you can jump back and do that first or enjoy this episode. And if you like it, you can always circle back for more conversation there later. Thanks. All right, so what's on the plate today? What are you working on right now? So dark mode. So I was going to say, there's a number of different things that we have um, in flight right now. One of the things that is coming out pretty soon is that we're revisiting the way that we're thinking about closing questions on Stack Overflow. So, you know, it's one of those experiences mm. that a lot of people that come to Stack Overflow, especially if they're new to the platform, can have a negative experience with. So, you know, we're running a lot of tests. You know, some of those things are things that Adam has worked on. What we're trying to figure out, you know, if we change behaviors, notifications, UIs, the editor, when it comes to closed questions, what could that possibly change when it comes to people's behavior there? Another big one that is that we're actually going to be starting on pretty soon is also taking a pretty good look at our review queue. So, you know, we have our curator, moderator and sort of power user audience overall, and they spend a lot of time in these queues trying to, you know, maintain the quality of the site here. And, you know, it's one of those places that we haven't paid attention to for quite a long time. And we're really taking a really hard look at like, all right, if we were to reimagine a lot of this experience, what would that actually look like? You know, I'd say that those are two of the really big things in addition to, of course, dark mode, which people have been asking for for a really, really long time. But, you know, we're constantly on the lookout and, you know, on meta, listening to users in our user interviews for brand new things. But, you know, those are the two big things that come to mind right now. When does dark mode come out of beta? <laughs> Never. Never. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's actually a trick question. Don't don't answer that. I mean, I don't know if this is true at a lot of companies, but one thing that struck me as interesting being at Stack for yeah, just about a year now is that, you know, there is, as John was pointing out, like a need to serve the community and the community is sort of the foundation of the company. However, the community products and tools we build generally don't have anything to do with the way we make money. And so like you have to set priorities across very different, you know, sections of the organization that have very different outcomes and, you know, doing that balancing act, I think can be really tricky, but is really important. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely, Ben. Yes. Really kicked off the conversation, Absolutely. really inspired. A lot of thoughts with that one. You nailed it, man. <laughs> I think the thoughts on that one are, I mean, I don't want to speak for y'all and correct me if I'm wrong. I think that's been something that's been tough since we've had paying products. I think figuring out how to allocate what resources we have internally. And by resources, I mean people. So I, I don't want to call them resources, but just figuring out how to balance that when our community is so important to us, matters to us so much. Um, and also we want electricity. So those two things have been, I've found fascinating since I've joined. Sarah, you, you, you know, people don't pay us in electricity, right? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Y'all are getting paid? <laughs> yeah. Not yet. Sarah's a robot who's paid in uh, voltage. <laughs> That's right. Now, I mean, honestly, like, I, so I've seen this kind of go through several cycles over the years. And 
part of the kind of part of the reason why we have some of the struggles that we have now on the community side is that honestly we haven't paid as much attention and as much you know haven't put as much effort into the community side of things as we should have as we tried to you know make money which we need to do as a company I'm very much on board with that but now we're you know now I think we're kind of figuring it out and we're finally putting all those efforts into, you know, giving back to our communities who have stuck with us for so many years. Is that tough? Is that is it hard to hear people in the community that want things and you know, man, we, we're just not going to be able to build that thing? Uh, yeah, I mean, I personally have had kind of, yeah, I always want to build everything for everybody and kind of fix everybody's problems. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll see, you know, a post reporting a bug and I'll look at it and I'm like, yep, I know exactly what the problem is. And I used to have, I uh, still do to a point, but I think I'm better at it. I used to leave a comment kind of saying, oh yeah, this is what the issue is. We should take a look at that. And then people would take that as a commitment and then I'd feel extra bad because a year later, somebody will come back and find that comment. And I know that there's just no time and there's no way to actually get it addressed. And when it comes to features, that's in some ways, that's even worse. A lot of people have certain things that they're really passionate about, that they're really into. They have really great ideas. And yeah, just looking at it and knowing that there's nowhere to go with that. And you can't really say that. But it's also weird if you don't say anything. Mm -hmm. There's really no good way to solve that in any way whatsoever. So we just kind of try and do the best we can. Yeah. And just to add to what Adam's saying, I remember when I was first on the team that was actually working on, you know, public stack overflow. I think there was just four of us on the team, on the engineering team. And I remember, you know, I would go to, you know, actually like go out and like speak to at like schools or, you know, talk to people who were really interested in learning more about stack overflow. And when I told them that we only had Four engineers that were working on all of public stack overflow, people would just freak out, right? They're like, how is that possible that there's only four people that are working on such a huge product that are here? And that, you know, that still largely remains the case. Yeah, I, I know. But when, but whenever, when you go like it's 400, then, then they lose their mind in the other direction. Like no one <laughs> right. ever tell yeah, you the number of engineers. <laughs> that's true. But everybody, everybody does have an opinion on the right number of engineers. Everyone in the world. Okay, so oh, sorry, no, no, I cut no, you no. off I mean, with my really, hilarity. Like, just to just to get like just to illustrate that, I mean, like you know, whenever we roll, sort of roll out another feature on Stack Overflow, one of the things that we always have to think about is like, well, what are all those permutations of that feature that we need to be thinking about too, right? So when you think about, say, oh, I don't know, like. How is, you know, mm. this comment going to look differently on this particular site? Well, you can't just think about that one site. You need to think about all the hundred plus sites that are on the Q&A network, right? But you also need to be thinking about how that's going to be affecting our paid versions of Q&A like Enterprise and with Teams. And, well, is there going to be a side effect there when it comes to maybe something as sort of like out of mind and out of sign as, say, like jobs or ads, for example, Whenever we talk about building something new on Stack Overflow, we need to be thinking about all those things. So, you know, not only is there, you know, a certain number of engineers that are sort of behind the scenes working on this when there's a huge list of things that people want from every direction here, but also every feature that we've had to sort of get out the door, we also need to be considering, well, what about all the other Stack Exchange sites? What about Teams and Enterprise? What about, you know, X, Y, and Z? In addition to all the other things that you know, already plague software development when trying to build features, right? Security, yeah. performance, all of that stuff. So 
You know? Yeah, that's absolutely right. It was funny to be in the working group for dark mode. You know, my job is just the communication side, but to, to see all the debates about, okay, we're going to do dark mode. We're also going to do this April Fool's joke, ultra dark mode. And to what degree would those things carry over to the jobs board or our areas of advertising? And will our advertisers be cool with this even for 24 hours that nobody can see their ad and all those things where it's like, we're trying to do something great for the community and, you know, make a little bit of a joke, but we also have all these sort of different lines of business that are embedded within the site or within the, or, you know, the structure that we have to be careful about touching. Yeah, like uh, especially folks that depend on Stack Overflow for teams to do support within their companies. Will they think it's funny when they, they can't use their Teams instance that they've paid for right. for a full day? <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, I mean, even with the ultra dark mode, we've had requests for people that we just keep it kind of as is. It was completely not designed to be usable in the slightest. But uh, you know what? There's always an audience for anything you build. Right. This is the visual ASMR crew who really wants to not just barely see things. Yeah. I don't know. If that, it's funny when, we, when I think about dark mode, it's almost a, a complete contrast to what we did for April Fool's last year, which is actually... But I think one of the last features I actually worked on as an engineer, where if you don't remember or didn't see what our April Fool's joke was last year, we basically turned it into like a 90s GeoCity style like site, where instead of it being completely black, it was every color and every unicorn with glitter cursors and everything. And we saw similar things, which are like, can we just keep this on Stack Overflow everywhere so I can follow that cursor and <laughs> yeah. the art everywhere that we are. So yeah, we yeah. will always be surprised by what people are like, you know, I'm going to make this as unusable as I'd like and then people will still crave for it or, you know, I'm going to make the best thing that's going to be more efficient and everyone will hate it. You just can't predict at this yeah. point. Yeah, that's a certain level of technical debt. If we have to keep all April Fool's jokes running in perpetuity, you can always pop back in. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Stack Overflow for Teams, the best way to organize and share knowledge across your company. It's used by small startups and some of the biggest companies in the world today. It's free on the basic tier until June 30th with no credit card required. Head on over to stackoverflow.com teams and check it out. Yeah, okay, so history of Stack, what are your favorite April Fool's jokes? I think... Mine are Unicornify and Dance Dance Authentication. Ooh, that was a good one. Oh, Dance Dance Authentication. That was a good one. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Wait, what? What was Dance Dance Authentication? We made this. Uh, we made this video uh, announcing that we released a new authentication protocol, Dance Dance Authentication. Uh, I think it was from two years ago, three years ago. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, I think my favorite one, you know, besides the recent one that we've done is. Wasn't it, we did a rubber duck one at some point where people actually, yeah, yeah. So oh, you yeah. would go on Stack Overflow and there would be a little rubber duck in the bottom right corner. And essentially it would prompt you to ask, you know, your actual question on Stack Overflow to this rubber duck. And you would uh, try to record audio and then it would just give you back a response essentially. But what people didn't realize even internally was that it didn't even turn your microphone on. So you could actually see people on Hangouts when we were in meetings being like, I wonder if this thing is actually working and recording. And I can just imagine all these people just talking to the rubber ducks <laughs> on the computer on Stack Overflow in the middle of the day. It's very therapeutic, yeah. You know, we should have checked if we had like a drop in question counts. Oh, yeah. But uh, okay, let's see. So mine, ooh, it's kind of hard to narrow them down. 
I have a couple favorites. One is I'm biased because I built it. We had a little video game called Unicong where you played as uh, as John Skeet and you kind of fought these trolls and collected badges or whatever. The levels weren't very good. I ran out of time, but, but it was really <laughs> fun building it. <laughs> and so that was great. And my second favorite is the kind of the Tamagotchi clone that uh, Balfa built a few yeah, years ago. Stack, stack, stack Egg. That's, that's the one. <laughs> yeah, and I love it just because it was a cool idea and it really kind of, the idea was that, you know, people would come together and kind of grow a Q&A site and like tend it and like by, you know, posting answers and whatever. And it was all just kind of abstracted away. And then we, uh, I believe that was the April Fool's that we DDoSed ourselves with. Nice. Like the thing that I've always wanted to do on Stack Overflow was some version. Like I guess Stack Egg was the closest that we ever had to it. But if you you all know about like Twitch plays Pokemon, where essentially like every person on the Twitch community was like basically putting in all these random inputs to try to beat Pokemon. Like, what if you actually did like Stack Overflow plays FizzBuzz or something like that, where you just get every person on Stack Overflow trying to answer the same question, but they can only put one key input in? It would be a wonderful disaster to take a look at. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> like, how many developers <laughs> oh, does it take okay. to actually answer FizzBuzz? And then we'll just find out that, you know, all of them, all of them. I'm going to make a strong segue here. We're about 10 minutes out from the end. So speaking of games, there's been a lot of chatter this week on the Math Stack Exchange. Paul, you want to hit us to what's going on with the game of life? Yeah. So John Conway, who was a very, very brilliant mathematician who created the game of life, which you probably have heard of if you've been around computers, passed away uh, from COVID complications. So it's a sad situation. He was in his 80s. But there's this great thread on the Math Stack Exchange, and obviously we'll, we'll link it in the notes, but it's all about his contributions that are maybe a little bit less known because he was known for things like surreal numbers and and the game of life and a couple other sort of big things. I mean, he's a tremendous mathematician. And as you look through this thing, so that it's Conway's mm. lesser known results. And it's like, oh yeah, he discovered that the right triangle with sides one, two, square root of five can be divide, subdivided into five similar triangles. And, and the, you know, it's also, it's very nicely illustrated thread, but you're like, wow, the guy did triangles. Like, I mean, I, frankly, I've never come up with anything <laughs> about a square or even a line. And here is somebody who's like, oh yeah, here's a foundational and interesting concept to explore around, you know, a shape that most of us smash into a box with a little yeah. hammer when we're three years old. So it's just a nice overview of this person's work. And as obituaries go, it's it's a kind of a lovely way to spend a little time and think about what this, this person was. There's also, I just want to call it out, there is a workplace.stackexchange.com question that is absolutely amazing. Someone did an interview and bombed it online, and then they offered this person a job. And it's clear they offered it thinking it was somebody else. Like it's, they said they were impressed by my volunteering on the board of some charity. I've never been on the board and I never said anything in the interview to lead them to believe I was. They gave me an offer for a huge amount of money, way more than I've ever made, plus a huge signing bonus. I think they got the wrong person, but I'm unemployed and need income and this would be huge. Are there any repercussions that can come from this? So that is from Ask Yesterday by Jamie. I don't know if I believe F, this. I don't know if I believe that one. The bad news is, that their new employer listens yeah. to the podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> it's just a good read. And then, you know, people come in in that relatively adult workplace.stack exchange tone and are like, hey, um, it's not really for you, my friend. But anyway, a good read. Workplace might be my favorite. Ben, you turned me on yeah. to it. It is, it is just 
surreal <laughs> comedy about America and the world. I just learned that I have like a physical reaction when someone says that there's an amazing thread on a workplace because I've seen so many different threads on workplace. Mm. They're so fascinating. For example, one of my favorites is my coworker smells. <laughs> what do I do? Workplace is basically yeah. like where you get the ideas for episodes of The Office. It's like you're asking really inappropriate right. questions that will clearly lead to inappropriate scenarios, but you're trying to somehow act as if like, you know, right, like with this job thing, it's just like, is this comedy? Is this real life? Like, where is this coming from? Workplace is the best. So we just passed a big milestone. Want to give a big we shout did out to it? the community. We did we it. One thousand and four oh. lifeboats. Uh, we crossed. A Whoa! Thousand. Not just a yes. thousand, but you. Wow! Wow! Yes. So yeah, it seems like the speed has picked up. People are at home and uh, answering questions on Stack Overflow. So very cool. Uh, I don't remember when we last did it, so I'll just read a whole. Oh no, Young Gun was the last one I remember reading. So install a specific version of Ansible on Ubuntu. Thank you to uh, Arbab Nazar. How can I make a card deck with fixed width cards to web dev booster? Embedding Instagram web page inside an iframe to JFK. Permission error, permission denied to mix one. Android removes spinner drop down arrow to Prab Harunj and finding numbers of subarrays whose sum equals K. Thank you to River, awarded 12 hours ago. It's fun to watch Ben try to make sense. <laughs> <laughs> of of those terms, um, <laughs> instead of miss, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, do I have a harder time reading the usernames or or the coding terms? It's hard to say. Great job, life voters. Good job. Great job, life voters. All right, I'm Ben Popper, director of content at Stack Overflow. You can find me on Twitter at Ben Popper. Uh, I'm Sarah Chips. I'm Sarah J Chips on Twitter. Um, check out devaroundthesun.org for ways to get involved with learning and raising money for COVID nineteen victims. I'm Paul Ford. I'm a friend of Stack and co-founder of a company called Postlight that builds software. And you can find me on Afternoon and Twitter, but I'm going to go check out devaroundthesun.org. So I'm Adam Lear. I'm a senior software developer at Stack Overflow. And if you really want to find me, I'm on Twitter at AA Lear. All right. And uh, I'm John Chan. I'm the engineering team lead for the public Q&A team. And you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, on John H.M. Chan. <laughs> <laughs>